Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Class is in. It's time for Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp. Sit back, relax, learn, and listen. Pick up the phone and get involved in the conversation. 858-357-9137. Listen and learn who you are. Learn the true history of how society was physically built. Learn the history of who you really are. Learn the history of your people. It's Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YAT Radio, leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence through history. Brought to you by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. God bless you. Good evening. God bless each and every one. One, I thank God for another evening to share with you dealing with our current historical things that's going on right now. And for those uh, African-Americans and even those who are not African-Americans who, uh, who are tuned in to, to this evening, tonight and this evening, uh, we're going through some things that that that's that's really really uh, tedious in the upcoming election. We're coming we're we're coming to this process, whereas you're voting. Uh, we're voting on the voting rights acts, and those who don't understand just how important this is to vote. We need to learn that our people in the 40s, 50s, 60s, especially in the 60s, with Dr. Martin Luther King, they fought and died that we might have a right to vote. They were trying to roll that back. Even uh, John Lewis um, himself tried to pass a Voting Rights Act, and he was, uh, they haven't passed that yet. And they're doing, um, We've always been redlined by putting certain areas, but now uh, they're gerrymandering where they they keep you keep blacks from having more than one black voting district, congressional district. There, uh, even it, it's happening. I'm hearing people talking about how they're doing it in Alabama, but right here in Louisiana is going through the same thing. But in Louisiana, there are more blacks than they have. Okay. Uh, I think it's 27% blacks in uh, 22 or 27% black population in Alabama. So uh, two are going there. We got six congressional congressional two are going there in the six three times. So, you know, um, with this, now with what we make up and here, and um, if you only have two, um, there's only two, so anyway it go like we have like thirty three percent, so we're supposed to have two in Louisiana, Alabama's supposed to have two, but the way they do they 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 uh put all of the clunk they 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 put all the black district they cram them together so that you could only have one, and what they do they gerrymandering what they're doing now uh that's that's illegal. But we have to fight for everything we do. That's why blacks need to go out in numbers and vote. And we need to try to get those 
individuals elected and get all of these Donald Trump cronies uh, so that they won't be elected because they're rolling back things to to for African American. They're taking us back almost to the 60s by different uh, bills and different things that were passed and also affirmative action and it having America is nowhere in a position where as they would where they would they would just hire blacks they have to be made to hire blacks uh, people are not on a level way that we that that they will do what's right. I'm reminded of the fact ever so often that we call ourselves Christian, but I've never seen a, a not not all people, but when I see a race, I'm talking about so many Caucasians that profess to be Christians and too far they're not. You can't be a racist. You can't uh, be be what you are and say that you're a Christian. You can't be this big time, these big time evangelical individuals who profess that they are these big time Christians and who are not. No love, no anything that they have for the race. So all these things are transpiring right now. We have an ex-president whom, uh, to be totally honest with you, I never considered him to be president because he lost to Hillary Clinton by 2 million votes. He lost to Biden by over seven, so he never won the popular vote of the people. But he placed people in Supreme Court and on federal courts. And even just right now, and it's so, it's so, it's so pathetic that we could sit around and allow judges to do what they do to try to try to protect this demagogue, uh, this lady uh, judge that she rolled things back, but she, what she wanted to do was to uh, place a person to, uh, they got another judge to come in, an independent person to come in and review the case. When the person, the independent, came in and reviewed the case, he found out that the Justice Department was in the right. Now, she came back and she was the one to pick him and it was and he really is a Republican, but he's been fair. Uh now she's trying to trying to overturn what this the guy that's overseeing the investigation that they call in. Uh so it 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 is getting to be whereas no matter what you do and no matter how guilty you are that's not going to get it. I'm reminded of, of uh, uh, MSNBC today. We're talking about Donald Trump, about how Trump could face a, a big sentence. Now covered and, in and, uh, and what he was going through. And this is something uh, I want you for the listeners. In a critical midterm Senate race that completely encapsulates the state of the GOP right now. An untested, seemingly unvetted MAGA candidate elevated by the twice-impeached ex-president and his allies finds himself in a scandal that brings to light, for one thing, his hypocrisy. 
on one of the biggest issues of the election, one in which the Republican position is already deeply toxic to a majority of American voters. We are, of course, talking about Georgia Republican Senate candidate Herschel Walker and the stunning reporting in the Daily Beast that he paid for a girlfriend's abortion. From that reporting, quote, a woman who asked not to be identified out of privacy concerns tells the Daily Beast that after she and Walker conceived a child while they were dating in 2009, he urged her to get an abortion. The woman said she had the procedure and that Walker reimbursed her for it. She supported these claims with a $575 receipt from the abortion clinic, a get well card from Walker, and a bank deposit receipt that included an image of a signed $700 personal check from Walker. The Daily Beast independently corroborated details of the woman's claims with a close friend who she told at the time and who, according to the woman and the friend, who took care of her in the days after the procedure. Walker, who has likened abortion to murder, and has called for a total ban on the procedure, even in cases of rape and incest and the life of the mother, is denying the allegations, calling it a, quote, flat-out lie. NBC News has not independently verified the allegations or seen the documents that are cited by the Daily Beast. Just hours after the Daily Beast story broke, Herschel Walker's son, his conservative commentator Christian Walker, spoke out on Twitter. He blasted his father, called him a liar, and a hypocrite. He has four kids, four different women, wasn't in the house raising one of them. He was out having sex with other women. Do you care about family values? I'm just saying, don't lie. Don't lie on my mom. Don't lie on me. Don't lie on the lies you've destroyed and act like you're some moral family man. Y'all should care about that. Conservative. They should, but for now, they do not appear to care. Both the super PAC aligned with Mitch McConnell, the Senate Leadership Fund, as well as the campaign arm of the Senate GOP, are standing firmly behind Herschel Walker, just as they have done through every single stunning scandal and controversy that has dogged the Walker campaign, and there have been many. From NBC News, quote, Walker has been accused of holding a gun to his ex-wife's head. Walker has blamed mental health struggles for that incident. Walker has falsely claimed he was a law enforcement member, and he admitted to having three children out of wedlock after earlier reports from the Daily Beast. An October surprise in the all-important Georgia Senate race is where we start today with some of our favorite reporters and friends. Field political reporter and MSNBC contributor Alexi McCammon is here. Also joining us, political columnist for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution and co-host of the podcast Politically Georgia, Patricia Murphy joins us. Tara Setmeyer is here, senior advisor to the Lincoln Project, as well as a resident scholar at the University of Virginia Center for Politics. Is it possible? Well, what that's dealing with, with those running for election in Georgia, it's very important that that, 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 that the Democrats carry Georgia. Herschel Walker do not know anything about he. The man is is almost almost illiterate. The guy doesn't have an IQ of a of a baboon, but he wants to run because he's a puppet and he's one of Donald Trump puppets puppets. And the Republican, the GOP, is bagging a person that doesn't have any knowledge of uh, political science, uh, just how uh, the civil government works. Uh, it's, it's important that we elect those who have knowledge 
of political science and how the government works and the equality and fairness of the Constitution. Uh, we have so many individuals now that's that that's uh, that's been put in on federal judges that Donald Trump have put, and it's there to support any wrongdoings that he he's done. But now it's almost getting time for him to get ready to do some time. And believe me, I think that he will be sentenced to something. I wouldn't I wouldn't bet my life on it. But there's so many cases against Donald J. Trump that he's going to do some time. And so enough of that. And But I really wanted to get to some of those things because I want you to understand it's important that we get out and vote. And those of you that live in different states know what's going on in your state. You know that uh, the GOP that's red are in an uphill battle because of Donald Trump and all the secret papers and things that documents that he hid and lied and said he didn't have. And his attorneys are saying that he wanted him to sign off and say that he had, he had, he didn't take any of the papers and that he, all the papers that he took that it had been reported. Well, the attorney would not sign off on it because he knew Donald was lying. Donald have told over 50,000 lies in less than four years. And you could do the math. You know, so many lies a day, just about everything come out of Donald Trump's mouth is a lie. But I'm here today to really talk about being an African-American in America. I'm here to talk about being black I'm here to talk about building our self-esteem. I'm here to tell you the truth about Europeans. I'm here to tell you the truth tonight pertaining to America and its history. I'm here to tell you the truth why CRT is not being taught. I'm here to tell you the truth why all nations, all countries, and, and on continent, different continents, hate, uh, have a, a fear, not hate, but have a fear of Africans. Why do they fear Africans? And it, it, it's, it's, I'm going to go back and, and bring you up to, up to, up to snuff on this, why that they have this deep-seated hatred for those who are people of color of dark skin. Now, I want you to understand why they do, because they know who you are, but you don't know who you are. Our books and everything, we're allowing them to come in from Europe. Europe has lied, and Europe has whitewashed history. Europe has whitewashed history until you would not believe that anything in the world that was discovered are invented was but was invented by no one of color, but everything was invented invented excuse me by Caucasians or people who are who I would call them albinos uh, was was uh, invented by albinos. You have been lied to in our religious belief. We've been lied to, and throughout history we've been just lied to, and they've taken uh, blacks from the place where they belong. 
and they'll place whites in the place to make themselves look good. And that's why they don't want CRT and other things to be taught. They said that it will divide our country. No, it would tell the truth about our country. I've noticed that they want, it's not, it's, it, 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 if, if we go and we really start teaching anthropology, genetics to our children in junior high and senior high school, and tell them the truth. Tell them about out of Africa. Tell them about who were the original, how the original people looked, what color was the origin of mankind, and go back to millions of years that man have been on this earth and, and let them know how man, who, where man came from. And then if they would do that, do this, they would talk about Australopithecus. And I mean, this is the time and they call uh, the skeletal remains of a lady called Lucy Australopithecus. And if they would teach this, we'll know some. Australopithecus Forensic a fossil skeleton found in Ethiopia in 1974. If, they, if this was taught, and they would talk about that Don and Johansson and Tom Gray, who, 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 who was looking for rocks and things, and they came up on Lucy, and that was the skeletal remains of a female. She was very short, but it was an African uh, female. And when they dated her, it went back to 3.2 million years, 3,200,000 years ago, this lady walked earth. And then even going back, they found the fossils of a man, and they called one uh, Africana Adam, and and they called uh, mitochondria Eve, too. But we're going to get to that coming up. But now also, indeed, indeed, this is not when, I, when I'm talking about Tom, I mean, Don, excuse me. When I'm talking about Tom Gray or Don Johansson, I'm talking about two Caucasians who made this discovery and know that the oldest fossils are not found in Europe. They're not found in any other place. They're found when you look for the oldest fossil or the origin of mankind, you go to Africa because even genetics ge genetics will tell you that's where it all came from. Uh, there's also a scholar who is Caucasian. His name is Louis Leakey, and his wife is Mary Douglas Leakey. They're British paleontologists, and they were the one who found the fossils of proconsul skull that they think it was a extinct, which some believe was the ancestor of humans, which I really don't believe, but it, I think it was just a, a human with a funny-shaped skull. Then she also discovered what you call the robust Xanthropus, dealing with uh, that, that dealing with East Africa. Uh, the skull was found in the Od Gorge around Tanzania and East Africa. And then several archaeological and anthropological fossils of the ancestors of apes and humans 
were found in this area while excavating in the Odeve Gorge. He found tools and he found things dating back to back back to uh what that was a uh, hundred and uh, I mean one from one eight million years ago. And all this occurred in Africa. Now I want us to understand that these things are not taught to to our children and let our children understand that when they want to find out who was the original man, who is the prototype, who is the type that God formed man from. You know, I, I have a PhD in theology, and I laugh sometimes. I kid with folks. I said, like, uh, God created man from the dust of dirt, or from dirt. And he formed him, and he breathed into his nostrils, and man became a living. So I'm just tying a little a uh, 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 Bible into it, you know, the- theology into it, but but dirt is not white, and 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 so uh, God breathed and man became a living soul. But I want want you to understand that even if anyone of I don't, I, I, it doesn't matter. Now listen to me closely. It does not matter if you came from China, whether you came from uh, whether you come from. India, North America, South America, Canada, you come from the West Indies, you come from Pacific Islanders, Australia, China, Japan, Vietnam, Korea, regardless of where you come from, we all have a common ancestor and we all came from one person. You know, where if you believe in Christianity, but that person came from Africa. Now, I want us to listen at this. This is very important that we understand this. If we would break down the DNA in our mitochondrial uh, inherited uh, mitochondrial DNA within ourselves, then all humans have the theoretical common same ancestor where we originated from. And this woman was known as Mitochondria Eve. And she lived about 200,000 years ago in South Africa. Now notice what I say in South Africa. And that means she lived below the equator so she was very dark in person. And I, now, 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 that's mitochondria Eve, okay? She was not the first human, but every other human lineage eventually didn't have female offspring, fell in the past on the mitochondria DNA. As a result, all humans today can trace their mitochondria DNA to her. And when you say mitochondria, you're talking about the, they could trace it back to this African woman. Within her DNA and that of all her peers is this all the genetic variation we see in the contemporary humans since Eve time. And what it's saying that it does not matter if you're from the continent of, of China, India, Europe, the Americas, no matter where you come from, you carry hard DNA. Now they say we see 
in contemporary humans since Eve time, different populations of humans have drifted apart genetically, forming distinct ethnic groups we see today. And all that means is that different, we, we've drifted apart. We're in all over the globe in different countries, but we all carry her marker. We all have carried her DNA. I don't care what color we are, where you live, and what the, I don't care the parallel, the longitude, the latitude that you live in, living, we carry that same DNA. And I want you to understand, if you came from that area, you're not Caucasian, okay? And I'll get to about being Caucasian. Now, I want you to understand they found a, a fossil man that died about 2,300 and something years ago. They found a fossil of this man in in the southern South Africa, and they found out through taking his DNA that he is the closest relative yet to the humanity and uh, the common ancestry of mitochondria. DNA mixture almost perfect. That tells you also that this is where it all comes from. It, it's not a, a, a out of Africa thing because. They started going out and forming, and you know, uh, mutations start occurring. But they found that this man, he carried more mitochondria than anyone else. They know that he was a fisherman because they found his fossil along the southern coast of Africa, and that he's the closest match to mitochondria. Now, if you want to look it up, it was found around St. Helen Bay. In South Africa, it was found by an archaeologist, and the archaeologist's name is Andrew Smith, who uh, was resident at the University of Cape Town. Now, we need to understand that if you want to find the first ancient humans, you look around sub-Saharan Africa, which is really uh, the cradle of humanity, is right around sub-Saharan Africa. And if you sequence the DNA, you will find out that's where the people come from. And and, and see, this is not being taught in school. If you ask a Caucasian kid or European kid, they'll think everything started with them. They will lie and think that they are the smartest race. And the reason they're not taught the truth because they will find out they didn't hardly invent anything, that they didn't discover anything. When they came to different continents, people were already there. But they came and slaughtered people and people being friendly and acceptance of them, they came in and killed the people off. Not being any stronger, but being more evil and with more hatred in their hearts. I want us to understand that it wasn't just Don Johansson and Tom Gray, and it wasn't, and it wasn't just uh, Mary and Louis Leakey uh, that 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 wrote about this thing and did this study dealing with anthropology and the genetics. But we also we have the top geneticists who's who's been called father genetics, who's Greg Mendel. Now, when you research Mendel, you find Mendel's law. Mendel's law 
And when and what Mendel Law was Mendel did research on plants and different things and he put different color plants together. But one thing that Mendel learned through genetics that black and brown skin and other things come from dominant gene. That brown eyes came from a dominant gene. That light skin or white uh, pale skin come from a recessive gene. That blue eyes came from a recessive gene. Now, I want you to understand this. It's been said that, that, that you could get the recessive from the dominant, but you can get the dominant from the recessive. Uh, I'll explain to you about what I mean by that. What I mean by that, you could take two of the darkest people in the world from the Sudan. They're the most black and beautiful people that ever walked this earth come from the Sudan. They're black as tar. You could take two of them black as tar and come out with a white baby. But you can't take two Swedens, real, real pale people, and come with a black. You could get the the recessor from the dominant. See, you could get the, the you could get the recessor from the dominant, but you cannot get the dominant from the recessor. And Pastor, I, I don't understand. They may not understand what I'm saying. Uh, in the African American community, we have what you call an albino. The child come out looking white with blonde hair and hazel eyes, sometimes blue. Now, I want you to understand this. The child carry all the parents' genes, but there's a mutation in the gene, a lacking somewhere in the gene, and that child will come out a certain way. Now, and that child will come out carrying, uh, looking white. And and I, I I'm just gonna put this into it because I often wonder why Europeans never call themselves albinos. And I I never could figure that if if I would find a a white catfish, it was albino, a white tiger, a white lion, albino. Everything that you find white is albino. But when you get the human beings with a pale color. Europeans never want to be called albinos. I don't understand that. I, 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 and I, I, understand, I do understand what's going on dealing with it. People don't like to uh, say say different things because they went through a little study. They know what that means. And uh, it's imperative that we understand it. But I, I, I want to just touch on something right quick. And because this need to be taught in school and this need to be taught to our children. This really need to be taught to our children. Uh, we need to look up. It's called a hidden DNA discovery only found in blacks. You could Google that. Hidden DNA discovery only found in blacks. And who did the research is called the World DNA Strange. And who did it is called the American Association for the Advancement of Science. And it talks about 
a DNA series in genomes, and it was Dr. Edward Robinson who who spoke of it. And that's why I, I wanted to, 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 to just break that down to you, because this, this was done, and really what it was done, and then you it, it came up with the way they, they were going to write in a book, but they ended up just getting it copyrighted. Now, it's 15, now it was 15 uh, Caucasian scientists who did this. And what they did was they came up with the different... Uh, Things that they came up with. They came up with the nucleus DNA that had kept both female and female, the mitochondrial DNA that they come from the single thing of a, of a female. But what they did was they they, they 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 looked over it and they came up with this uh, way that they could take DNA and tell about a person and measure their intelligence who had a greater possibility of being a genius or being very smart. And they call it the global of disequilibrium. Now this is uh, 15 scientists, none were black, but uh, this uh, DNA works off sequence and series. And I often say this every night that I come on because I want anyone that's new to listen to what I'm uh, what I'm saying, and to let our children know about it, because I'm I'm very I'm just one of our children want to be rappers or a basketball player, but I found out that everything our children go in there they excel further than anyone else. I know that. Have you ever noticed how when our children go in the thing, and you wonder why? Uh, our children be the best, and then and everything that they go in. Black kids want to know about Serena Michael Jordan, and 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 et cetera. Hank Aaron, football, they're the best in football. Whatever blacks go in, and they always end up being better than any other race. And they say, now, this global pattern of disequilibrium, they wanted to find out uh, who had the, who, who had the best level. Now, we betrayed because they put us in a financial charade as compared to so many others. And they our schools are not equipped as some of these high echelon schools. And we don't have the things that they have. But our kids still manage to be successful, even with uh, 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 with, with less material that we have. Now, uh, with the global pattern of equilibrium, sequences, uh, sequences could tell me where I came from, uh, what area they might say. Listen, me being an African American, and I'm the uh, uh, ancestor, my ancestor was slave. They might say that I have so many percent of Nigerian, Yoruba, uh, Cameroon, uh, Benin, and and uh, Mali, and and, and and places like like that. And and, and though these are things that I do have within me, uh, as they looked at it, they 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 wanted to know the series when they do a DNA series, it could tell 
about your intellectual ability, your intelligent level. So what they did when they did the global patterns of disequilibrium that that measures a person's intelligence and the possibility of being a genius, they found out that the higher your series were, the greater chance you had to be uh, to excel and be a genius. Well, they found out that the orangutan, they test the orangutan, and he had three series. They went on to test the gorilla, had four series, so that gorilla is more intelligent than the orangutan. And they checked the chimpanzee, which was more intelligent than all those primates, he, that the chimpanzee had five series. So after testing those that they thought were close to humankind or mankind, they went on to test humans around the globe. They went to Europe, they went to China, Russia. I mean, they went to all around the globe and test people, but they didn't test the Africans because you know what I mean. They figured that, you know, we just dummies. They, they weren't going to test. But they went and they found their test West Africans. Now notice whites only whites have six series, but when they test people from West Africa, they had nine series. Four above the chimpanzee, four above uh, or Caucasians or whatever other people on the planet. This is what they feel about you. I want you to listen to what I'm about to say. GPS of black females, the cell phone of black male. These are things that you invented. Now, the what we invented, typewriter, a gas mask, your safety glasses, the elevator that we go up and down these high-rise buildings, the clothes dryer, the air condition unit, the almanac, the blood plasma bag, lawnmower, lube cup, refrigerator, spark plug, sticker strip. I said the thermostat, traffic lights, typewriter, electric light bulb, and it, that that's just a few. I didn't. I just 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 list a few to call out that you are responsible for, and even you you played an integral part that brought up that for COVID nineteen vaccination vaccine that came about. So it, it, it's it's very important that we know of who we are and learn it because they're not going to teach it to you. Anyway, and I want to listen at this. They whitewashed Egypt. They've turned Egypt into uh, being um, to be white. Now, I want you to understand that it was about 700 years after Christ's death that that the Arab came to Egypt, those that are there now, that they came to Egypt. That's all. That's how long it's been. They lie and say that uh, we don't have we don't have uh, any books. And I want you to understand that Africa have a lot of books. Okay, we have a lot of books in the library. We have in book two, we have over 100,000 manuscripts, 5,000 medical and 
book with astronomy and history and math. And we have the oldest universities in the world. It's important that we understand these things. And we need to understand that all these great Europeans that I'm talking about from the Greeks and others that came here, came, they came to all the knowledge that they received, they received it from Africa. And and see, those are things that, that haven't been taught. Plato, Socrates, and all these others, Aristotle, Herodias, all these people, they went to school of Warsaw in Egypt. That's where they learned, and they took that back to Greece. And, and even when Alexander the Great conquered about three to 400 years before the birth of Christ, he took back all kinds of books that deal with math, uh, science, medicine, and things like that, uh, astronomy, architectural design, because you have to understand this, that the Africa that came from around, it came from around, around, around um, Kenya and, and Nubia, these people were very, very knowledgeable. They were knowledgeable in science. They were knowledgeable in astronomy, mathematics, and others. They were very, very knowledgeable people. But we have been lied to for so many years that the people that we are, we come from a dumb civilization, that's not true. We have to understand these things. We have to understand just how powerful people that we are and teach it to our children. Again, I, I don't want our children to, to believe that they could only be a basketball player. I want to let them know you could be a scientist or anything that you want to be. I want you to understand that even uh, Dr. Ki Chung, uh, when when he wrote it, she explained that white world people is a, a mutation of a black man. Then this is Caucasian people that saying these things. And we need to understand, understand exactly what's what they're they're admitting it. And I want you to when we start dealing with the difference in that we look. I want us to understand this. Everybody in Africa, it's according to the way that you live, were really not very, very dark-skinned people unless you live right at the equator, where the sun beam down on you all the time. If you find people you're not going to find in Africa and places, they, they would uh, be much darker than Europeans would be. But out of Africa didn't occur, occurred about 700 years, uh, seven, 70,000 years ago. That's when out of Africa occurred. Now, I want you to understand about out of Africa, that that simply means when everyone that, that, that is important, that everyone started in Africa, but 70,000 years ago, Man, man, believe to leave Africa, and I'm going to explain something to you. And 70,000 years ago, after modern humans established themselves, was first in Africa. Smaller population branched out to establish footholds in Asia first. And uh, we call it the Middle East, but it was North Africa at that time. 
Uh, they went to Asia and then went to China and then went to India. And then about 40,000 years, they went to Europe. There, when they went there, that was different. It was no longer uh, a hot place. It was no longer where the sun was burning you. And by the way, the original name that they called Ethiopia was Kush, which means burnt face, meaning black. And the original name for for Egypt was Kim, uh, Kemet. And the word Kemet means black also. Now, I want us now to even go further with this. Now, if you get an opportunity, I would beseech you, I would, I would admonish you to, 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 to look up two definitions to find out exactly what occurred and why some people are lighter and some people are darker. And if you started off from a dark-skinned person, how did you become light-skinned? Now, I've already told you that all Africans were never uh, just black. Some were brown-skinned, some were light brown-skinned. Some had straight hair, some had curly hair. So that, now you, you, you have that down. Now, when you look up the word of mutation, I want you to see that the people that's in Europe today is no more than a mutation of a black man. A mutation is a change of the structure of a gene. Look up about the gene resulting in a variant form that may be transmitted to subsequent generations that will pass down after these people begin to get lighter and move where it was very, very cold ice age, they went through a mutation. And they say the mutation is called by alteration of a single base unit in DNA or a deletion or insertion or rearrangement of a lost gene. Listen at this part. It's a mutation is ultimately the only way in which new variants in a species. The only way that a new people start looking different had to go through a mutation. You started off black, but now you look pale because you mutated and the ultimate way is a new variant in a species. That's the only way uh, a new type looking person could come up through is through a mutation. And then they said, if you want to know about the color thing, they said that a single base unit in DNA or deletion or assertion or rearrangement of a large section of a genome. Well, uh, it's a deletion. They don't have melanin. They lost melanin, and that's why they don't have color to their skin. They just feel. That's what's wrong when I said that uh, you could call Caucasians, you could call them albino because that's the only difference with, with black and white is that you that one don't have melanin. Uh, albino is born with no melanin, and that's why he looked the way they want. Now, the second term that I was putting out there was the term uh, as a variant. We said that different variants of COVID-19. You went to Omicron, it's a new variant, and you need to take a new shot. But now listen at this now. I said that a mutation is equal to this variant. Now listen at what it says. A variant is a, is a, is a form or a version of something that differ in some respect from the other forms of the same thing of, from a standard. Standard person that God created was a black person.
But what happened? A variant happened, and that they looked different from that which God had first instituted. And it, it, we need to look at those things that, as it is, and we need to learn. But this is not being taught. The the thing to it is is not being taught in our schools it, because now everything that I've said came, came from other places. The white race, this is not coming from our race, but they won't teach you because their children learn will learn about it and feel bad about it because they'll find out that they're not everything that they were been made up to be. Just like the lie that Africans were not sailors. And while Africans didn't travel by boats and go anywhere, that's a lie from the pits of hell. Well, how do you think that Pacific Islands got where they were? How do you think the people of the blacks got on the, uh, got all the way to Australia? How do you think the Omeg people were were in the Americas, in the Mesoamericas, over 1,300 years ago. How did they get there during the time? I really equated by 1,200 years, years ago, excuse me, BCE. By the time Moses was going on, they had Africans in Mexico and Mexico, went from Mexico all the way up to Canada. Now, if you go look at it and you'll find out if you go there and you ask about the Omec colossal heads, and it was made out of large basalt uh, boulders, basalt boulders, and they range in height from 1.7 to 3.4 meters. And some of them, 900 years, some of them go all the way back to 1200 years BCE. And some of them 14 feet tall, some of them 9 feet tall. And it's, it's the image of a black man, big, thick, wide nose, big lips. You can't misidentify that man from anything but being a, a black man. And they also found canoes and arrowheads and with spearheads that can only be found in Africa. The the, 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 the stone or whatever they used to make it can only be found. So it's, it's so much that, that, that if you would do just a little research and find about yourself, and find out why people are so afraid of you. They know who you are. They know the knowledge that you possess. They know that they know more than a variation of you, and that you are the real deal, that you are the people that created on this earth. Now, because I said that, and I'm going to go ahead and open up a little bit earlier, because our... our, our, our uh, Pastor William's going through a little storm at this time, but he's doing so wonderful, and he's a great man. But I want you to understand that the greatest people that came from Europe, Europe got all their learning from Plato. Now, Plato was a student in Washington Temple in Egypt. He studied there 11 years, now in Africa. Smarter than I do, you're hear about the Plato, all these super smart people that, that taught all Europe and Germany and Russia, everywhere. All the knowledge in Europe came from these people I'm about to name, but listen where they got their knowledge from. Plato was a student at Warsaw Temple for 11 years. Aristotle was a student at Warsaw Temple for 13 years. 
Socrates spent at least 15 years at Watson Temple. Uselet was a student for 11 years at the very same school. You have to understand this now. These people write in Egypt. Now, Egypt have been keeping records as far back as 4,000 years before Christ. So that's 5,000 years. That, that, that's that's 6,000 years ago. Some of the records were up to 3,000 years, which means 5,000 years. So this is how, 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 how many of the Europe studied. And many of the Europe went to a temple that uh, didn't have college in Timbuktu for to go to college. Uh, it's, it's important that we, 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 we understand just what, what happened and what's going on. Now, Alexander the Great invaded Egypt or Kemet under the military power. And he learned different things, as I say, from the philosopher like Aristotle and his fellow Greek cohorts. So many archives from Egypt, and they burned what they could not decipher. I told you that there are 11,000 books in private collection in Niger Republic, and 700,000 books recorded in history and many other subjects in the library at Timbuktu. So don't let them tell you that there are no records. And there are 3,450 handwritten manuscripts of medieval books and 6,000 surviving in other cities all over Walata in Africa. So we had books, we had the books, we have all those things, but if they're not being taught in America, they know them. But we we don't. But we uh we're not taught uh, anything. But uh, the brainwashing thing that we're nothing because we only learn what they want us to. The lies they want us to learn, and the lies they want uh, the lies that they want taught is that they discovered everything and no one else. And it it, it sounds so crazy that a group of people would be that naive to think that everybody in this world would be so naive to believe that just one race of people was so much smarter than everybody else that they uh, they invented everything. They found every country. Columbus founded America, discovered America. Now you have now just think about it. <laughs> The Omeg people have been there thousands of years before Columbus. Thousands of years before Columbus. And Native Americans have been here thousands of years before Columbus. But he just America. heard that um, a question that was asked uh, online, it was saying that they wanted to teach about American history. But the thing was that if the Native American write history, they would talk about some white folk coming to their country, committing a genocide, killing them, raping them, and taking their country, which is true history. But then I want to be taught, they want to say that uh, Europeans came here 
and a bunch of savages was here and wanted to kill them, so they killed them. So they killed and They're not going to say exactly what really occurred. Then they're not going to say, they tell you that Africans did uh, sell. A lot of African tribes went to war, and they would sell different slaves that they had. But the enslavement what Africans had in their village from captured uh, uh, prisoners were not treated like uh, chattel being branded and then they would hear, after they sell them, they would hear them screaming where they were taking hot irons, brand them to say which way they were going when they put them on ship. Uh, there was so much that, 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 that occurred. But now not all slaves were sold by their own people. And that's a lot what's been perpetrated on television and other things that's been told. Uh, after, so after they purchased some from the different made traded for certain slaves. Being that Caucasians had rifles, they came in and went in the jungles, went in the villages and raided villages, killed and took kids and took people and kidnapped them and brought them to the Americas and sold them. They didn't have to pay anything to the kings or whoever for prisoners. They could just come and take them. Even some of the people, uh, tribe that was selling slaves end up being captured and came there with guns and took those very same people and sold them into slavery. So it's certain things that we need to know. You, I want to tell, uh, and I don't hate anyone. This, what I'm teaching is not out of hatred, but out of love. The things that, that, that not going to be taught to our kids and not to even the elders, the elders should pass the knowledge on what I'm giving to their children and let them know who they are. Because in the schools in America, they're not going to uh, teach only about the lives of uh, uh, white history. And, and they have that the history of Caucasian would be they came out of Africa, went through a mutation, and went and lived up in caves and got their knowledge from Egypt and Ethiopia and took it there because. The pyramids were built uh, maybe three or four, three or four thousand years before Christ. Before Christ even came about, Moses, during Moses' time, the pyramids had been built for over a couple thousand years. So that what you see on television that the children of Israel, and then too the children of Israel were not white uh, or Caucasian. So that's another lie that the children of Israel are the people that's over there now. You have the Eskenaz, the Khazar, and the Serfums. Uh None of those, are, uh, they are Europeans. They are not real, um, they're not real, real Hebrews. Hebrews were people that were very, very dark. They were Negroes. And um, that's why they call us Negroes when they brought us here in uh, I would submit to you just to read uh, Zondervan Bible Dictionary, the definition of Ham. And they would tell you that Ham is the progenitor of the dark race. And Ham was the youngest son of Noah, born about 96 years before the flood, and the progenitor of the dark race. The Ethiopians, the Egyptians, the Libyans, and the Canaanites, but not of the Negroes. That they said that that other black race, he was not the progenitor. Ham was not the progenitor of the other 
black race, which was the Negroes, which was the Semitic people. And that's why when a whole lot of us that came here that was sold into slavery, they call you Negroes because they didn't know who you were. And by the way, look up Deuteronomy uh, 28-68 about the prophecy about the children or the Hebrew children will go back into slavery, this time by ships, and that they were uh, going to be sold into slavery. And that when they say no one will buy them, that means buy them out of slavery because the children of Israel, during the year people of Israel, they sold themselves into slavery, and they had to pay their debt off. Regardless, no one could pay the debt off for those slaves. And so our ancestors stayed laid slavery for over 300 years. Some say we went into slavery to 1619, but others say it started in the 1500s, back almost into the 1400s, and lasted until the 18. And then we'll be talking about uh, after slavery, when you went into uh, the reform, Reformation, uh, where the reforming, um, then they went into Jim Crow and the uh, Civil Rights era and all these times, still fighting, and we're still still trying to get into it. So again, I said earlier, remember about the Voting Rights Act that, that's coming forth, okay? Don't let them overturn that. Get our proper representation and for us to get out in numbers. Surprise everybody. I pray that blacks will get out in numbers and surprise and run a surprise. And I pray that every one of us will tell our brothers and brothers and relatives and those who pastor and our pastor, tell your congregation to make sure they get out and vote. God bless you. We're going to ask that. We're going to come to an end now. And um, any questions that need to be asked. Amen. God bless There's you, Pastor. Uh, show, sir. Go ahead. If anyone have any questions that they would like to ask, either share some information with us that you have, we would uh, appreciate it. And if anyone is on on the line and would like to communicate with us, you can speak now. Amen. The lines are open. God bless you. Welcome to the show, History Talk. Break your chains with Pastor Dr. LaVert Kemp. You're on the air if you'd like to talk to him. Amen. Um, There's a book that I've been reading uh, called The Fire Next Time. And it's James Baldwin, he, it's like letters that he he, he written. But James uh, deal with uh, his coming, he deals with from around 1953 through 1985. And he deals with things that happened, occurred, from before Jim Crow and other times, but he bring it up and just to show us how much things haven't really changed. Uh, and he, the way he deals with it, I'm very, very uh, amazed at how little things change and how things go over and just begin to be systemic. And that's what we're dealing with now, the systemic racism. But, he, you know, the fire's coming. He said, fire's coming. Because, you know, you can only deal with a person so many ways and lie to them so long before a person gets tired of your lies and, and, and things. And I've always thought about it. And 
I thought about the fact that through the Democrats, the Republican uh, slavery ended in uh, 18, uh, 1860. Really, it was 18, um, uh, 62, 62. Uh, but now, well, the Emancipation Proclamation, when the people in Texas learned, it was 1865. But uh, other people knew two years early, 1864, uh, or five, 1863, that, excuse me, that they were free. But only in Texas, that's where we we celebrate on that day. We celebrate it now. Um, we say Juneteenth, but that just when the people in Texas knew they were free. But it, it, it's amazing that we've had Republicans and both Republicans and Democrats, but no one could really bring about uh, equal rights. No one have yet be a Democrat or Republican, and it's all because of the people, the people in America, and the and the people of America, those who are not racist. Don't want to would not don't want to say anything about what's going on in America. Uh, they don't want to rock the boat. Uh, some don't want to imagine because they go along with a word or vocabulary of saying that you're free and never experiencing what you experience every day. You don't have to worry about. They don't have to worry about what to tell their children when they go out how to answer police and all these other things. Uh, I was I was so amazed how uh, Baldwin uh, lined things up and talked about his experience coming up in Harlem, what he knew and what he knew not to do, and how, you know, he first talked about, first letter talking about my dungeon shock, a letter to my nephew, on the 100th anniversary of emancipation. You know, we know an emancipation proclamation talk about 100 years after it happened, but it's still the same. And the last thing he said, he said, down at the cross, a letter from a region in my mind. And then then he's talking about what could be and what, what should be. And oftentimes that's what we live in, what could be and what should be as African-American, but other races, almost like I read a book about the invisible man. And it's like other races act like they don't see what you're going through, uh, but uh, don't want to, you know, deal with what you're going through. So it's a lot of things that we're going through. And there's so much that people uh, sit back and won't won't, won't open their mouth. And that's, that's a problem that we have. And that's why I say that if anybody have any information they want to share, anything they want to talk about, uh, anything that could do that could help our people progress and to get us from um, from what I would call low self-esteem, which we would never admit that we have low self-esteem because we've been brainwashed. And I'm going to open, open it back up, but I want to say something. I, I, I've been chosen to participate in uh, meetings on race here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and uh, several times I, I've, I, and I had one guy, I was telling the experience, what we experienced from uh, the police and, and, and uh, 
how the Constitution is not written for us because even using the Constitution, blacks still fare bad. And the guy, he told me he tried to be cordial. And the first thing he told me, he said, uh, Pastor, uh, I've been to many, many countries, and you'll be surprised how good uh, people have it in America uh, because in old countries, they brainwash. And I said this in the, after he told me that, he said that how the other countries brainwash people. I said, well, America brainwash people. You're brainwashed. African-American kids from first through 12th grade and even in college. You go from first through 12th, lied that nothing but Europeans did anything. Europeans discovered this. They discovered every city. They discovered the continent. All that's lies. That's the brainwash people, and you only see them. They run the media and all these things. And on television, every movie showed them they wasn't good with math or, uh, or geometry. So they stole that from Egypt, and Egypt was black. So, so it's so much when I start telling him things, he was speechless because he know I'm telling the truth. You would think that nothing but Europeans invented everything, and they stole every invention, or they modified inventions that were made. I only gave a few inventions that blacks made. You know, they couldn't go to the moon without the, the you know, they showed the hidden figures. All the blacks that fought for this country in every war and came back and had to live through second-rate citizens, even right now going to Afghanistan and other places, Iraq, and still come back and get beat down on the street and still have to deal with systemic racism. So uh, it's time that we speak about it, and it's time that we teach our children because our children are doing nothing. But I was relating to a guy the other day, well, no, I was relating to my grandson, to be honest with you, about just how blacks are. And I was telling him that Al Capone and others was almost 100 years ago. They did drive-by shootings, and that's what we doing. Blacks are uh, all close to 100 years, 80, almost 90 years behind time doing things, and we doing everything that they did that was wrong. We pick it up, and then they talk about us, babe, but we got that from you. We do all the murder because we couldn't murder one another back then, but now we could do it because we saw others do that to us. And we have no respect for ourselves because no other race respect us, so we don't respect ourselves until we learn how to respect ourselves and you, ourselves, excuse first, you have to have self-respect before you can respect anyone else. Uh, it's open, and I pray that someone, if you have anything, and remember, the only dumb question is one not asked. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Like a question, statement, comment. You're live on the air. The line's open before we get out of here. God bless you. Live on the air. Again, I pray that it was something said, something done in this ministry and uh, this program that gave you more knowledge of self and gave others knowledge of African-Americans or uh, African themselves and see the reason i go back so far is because we have uh one day in february that we say a month and month month out of year excuse me in february we say black history month but i can't rub this off of me i can't take away my ancestors were slave i can't take away that my ancestors came from 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 africa i can't take that back 
So I live in this skin 365 days out a year, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. So this is my history, but my history began long before it was landed right here in America. It goes back to millions of years. And it's time that we find out that we never was dumb, that everything that we uh, participate in or uh, get an act, uh, people allow us to participate in. And if they will put us on a level foundation, we have outperformed any other race. We have outperformed any other race when put on a level platform. We have been fighting off of an on-level uh, platform. If you read James Baldwin, again, Baldwin has a wonderful book. It's called Define Next Time. And we've been operating off this on-level playing field for since we've been here. And even in Africa today, they're still operating off that because other nations don't, don't trade with Africa the way they're supposed to trade with them unless they're going through a uh, 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 second party. You grow the crops, but we're going to sell it through the Brits, or we're going to sell it through the the Italians or the French or the Portuguese or the Germans. This is the way things go. And now we even have a China in to get a piece of the pie. So uh, it's things that we need to learn about ourselves. We need to learn uh about uh, the Berlin Conference, how the European nation came together and divided up uh, Africa and the different continents. And each one, if it was not France, Italy, uh, Portuguese, uh, the Dutch, uh, Britain, uh, Germany, and others, how they they divided up in different countries. They gave it to themselves. If not, they would have killed the people. And that's in 1884. So it's time that we learn about ourselves. We have a rich history. You are beautiful people, and you're God's people, most of all. And I didn't go off into the Bible. Next time I go off and kind of relate some of the things to the Bible, because the Bible has a whole lot of rich things that you can learn about yourself. And their wife have them. They've tried to cover up things, but, you know, when you're trying to cover them up, you always leave certain things out there that tell you who you are. Amen. Uh, again, I want to say to uh, Pastor William, who is a godly man and who loves his people, who stand for his people. He stands for what's right. I want to say to him, keep up the good work. He has so many different ministries that he that he 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 he's over and different duties that he performed right in Mobile, Alabama. And I just would like to say, uh, tell him thank you. And uh, we owe him a great thanks for just bringing this about that we could learn about ourselves. So I take my hat off to him, and I want to let him know God bless you. Uh, if there's nothing else that I'm going to ask one more time, and I'm, I'm, I'm about to pray us away, pray us out of this session. Uh, is there any a remark uh, someone want to add to it or someone want to ask a question before we leave there? Well, I don't hear anyone. Again, I pray that someone learned something from this show. 
Heavenly Father, we just want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the things that have been said, things have been done, things that have been heard. Father, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for our rising up this morning and our sitting down this evening. Lord, we want to just say thank you. Thank you for a reading about a portion of health and strength. Now, Lord, build us up where we're torn down, Lord. Strengthen us where we're weak. Lead and guide us, Heavenly Father, in the way you would have us to go. Make us more like you and make us understand, Lord, that we're all of your children. We're all of blessed, and we should not mistreat anyone. The only time we should look down on a person is when we're looking down to build them up. Now, Heavenly Father, just say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, bless every race, creed, or color. Now, Lord, as we leave this air, we pray for our facilitator, Reverend Rodney Williams. Lord, we, Roger Williams, Lord, we thank you for him. We just thank you, thank you, thank you for Roger Williams, for all of his insight and his fortitude. And, Lord, whatever going on with him in his life, whether it's physical, mental, or spiritual, bless him, Lord. Oh, I thank you, Lord, and bless everyone that's tuned in. Make all of our homes homes of love, homes and peace of prayer. Oh, we thank you. And we leave, as, as we leave the air tonight, we pray we never leave far from your presence. May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit rest with and abide with us henceforth and forevermore. God's people said amen. I love everybody, black, white, rich, or poor, and there's never nothing you could do about it. Good night. Oh, my people, I love you. We're a family, yeah, you and me, hey, we'll make it through it out, no matter what the cost, we're a family, yeah, you and me, hey, we'll make it through the pain, the rain, and all the trouble by ourselves, oh, oh. People, I love you. I love you. We are dying. We are dying. They are lying. Hey. We're being yeah. shot and hearted. Why you hate me? Oh. I'm just trying to be. I'm hey. just trying to be. Great as I can be. Great as I can be. Grow with one another. Living happily. Living happily. But you hurt me.
kill the grave Can't kill the grave Breathe another day Take for granted that y'all gave us all new life But we need to learn to love each other Have a peaceful word to say Have a peaceful place for kids to run Yeah, you and me, hey Thanks for listening to Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Listen every night as we live stream on www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash YAT Radio. Or call in live 858-357-9137. Breaking Chains on YAT Radio. Leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence. Thanks for turning us on this evening. Just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness. Speak the truth with Young Adults Talk Live, a ministry for the people of God. So let's join together and recover what's ours. God bless you from the Young Adults Talk family.